0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on her finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. <laughs> Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm uh, Molly Bay.
0: What a horrible, horrible Monday.
1: I don't oh. even want to talk about it. I n-
0: Molly has been so depressed. She hasn't left the couch. She called in sick from work today. No. I hope they uh, <laughs> hope they don't see this podcast. <laughs> we are sick. I'm sick to death. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a miserable experience that was. It's the first time in a long time that I... You, you actually fell asleep.
1: I did. Because yeah. I was like, I don't want to watch this crap.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I I ended up playing with the kids. And, you know, normally I'm... Mr.
1: Don't talk skitter. to me. Yeah, don't
0: you know, Get out of my sight. I'm watching football and now. I'm like, please come comfort me, children. <laughs> it was bad, man. It was really, really oh, bad. Oh
1: gosh. What what is what is there even to say?
0: There's actually a lot to say.
1: Okay. All right. Let's. It's let's gonna
0: start with that sucked, and it's gonna end with that was horrible.
1: <laughs> it's I just mean. gonna be
0: an hour of us talking about. The atrociousness that we witnessed on Raymond James Stadium Field. What is up, Buccaneers? What is up with that? What happened?
1: What the hell happened? I I can't tell you. I don't know. I have no answers or ideas or it was, oh, Ghost Ralph uh, floating around.
0: I'm digging this new technology.
1: (laughs) you have like space behind you or something
0: when i was growing up we had a <laughs> stick and a hoop uh yeah i got a what behind me
1: you need like space behind you or something mm-hmm.
0: yeah anything to distract from talking about this miserable game mm-hmm. you know the game was really bad it was we had such high expectations everybody across the board everybody everybody
1: i at least thought it would be competitive but it was like, from the get-go, it fucking sucked.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, Literally from the get-go. Three I mean, and out, and then boom, they scored. Yeah.
1: And it didn't stop. I mean, they were mm-hmm. up 31 zip by the half, and we closed. I mean, second half, they scored a touchdown, and we scored a field goal, and that was it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they showed a little bit of mercy on us there towards the end.
1: Right? Except for, did you see the videos of James Winston eating the W?
0: Oh, yeah. Hey. You know,
1: you know, I, I thought I would never have to watch him do that again. I thought with all the ridicule he got the first time hey. he did it, which I always hated it. Anytime uh, anyone posts about it's goofy. Gif, He's it was goofy. so weird. It's just gross. It was weird and gross. And then he just thought it was a good idea to do it again. And... Hey.
0: Yeah, well, I'm fine with it because I'm a firm believer in when you beat somebody like that, you just rub it in their face. I don't want to see it, especially don't want to see it with us, but I'm fine with them doing it. The thing with Jameis is he didn't do anything. I mean, he's out there acting like, you know, he just won the Super Bowl. He threw one pass for 12 yards. That's it. You know, he didn't do anything. It was the team that's been hey, kicking his butt for five it wasn't an interception, so... What?
1: It wasn't an interception, so. let <laughs> I mean, didn't have that W? <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he could have it, man. You know, he, he <laughs> earned his, what, was he getting a million dollars this year? He earned his million dollars right there. You know, it's it's fine with me. I don't have a problem with it. I Actually, that's kind of the thing I enjoy about sports, you know. You win some, you lose some, and the winner gets to act a fool, so.
1: Come on, like, we're not dicks like that.
0: We should we be. I am. <laughs> I rub it in yeah. people's faces all the time. I went out today. I Now, after the game, actually, probably about about halftime, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm not wearing any Buccaneers gear this week at all. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to leave the house, probably. But no, you know what? Today I got up. I was still wearing my Buccaneers <laughs> gear from yesterday. And I went to the store, and I walked around, and I was looking people in the eye. I was like, say something. Please say something. Nobody did. It's probably cuz I went to the drugstore it was a bunch of old ladies. But,
1: <laughs> say I mean, something, Bethel. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> I can
0: take I can take old ladies, you know. That a, that's a, children and old ladies, man. Thank those aren't gotcha. are my uh my go-to beat-ups, man. Do that stuff all day long. Got no fear against them. Uh what do we say about this game? I- I'm going to say we played really flat. I don't know anybody could look at that and say it.
1: Did we have a game plan?
0: It's the same game plan we always have. I, I, I don't understand what, you know, the Tampa Bay fandom, one of the reasons why we started doing this podcast and, you know, doing the game film and stuff like that is because, you know, we, we hear a lot of stuff, especially from the media. It's, it's generally the media, but you hear a lot of stuff and you go, what are they talking about? Now, Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles they do not game plan for teams, They for individual teams. They game plan for their game, and they expect you to beat them at their game. And that's what happened yesterday. We don't make adjustments. You know, the, Bruce Arians has never been an adjustment player. He's got his style, and he's going to go out there, and he's going to do it. Now, if Bruce Arians is a passing guy. Bruce Arians is a down-the-field passer. Bruce Arians will adjust of one or two ways. He will either pass more or he will run more. And 90% of the times he's going to pass more. That's the only adjustment you're going to get out of Bruce Arians and left witch and all that. Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah. We did make an adjustment last night. We completely abandoned the run.
0: Right. Right. Those. And that's that's how Bruce Arians adjust. He's like, I need to pass more. That's it.
1: Pass a hundred percent of the time. Right. We had eight yards. Eight yards
0: on six rushes attempts, I think. Was it
1: five? I think
0: we had five. Okay, that broke the NFL record. Six was the record. Six. We had four at one point, point. And, and you know what it was? I bet that fifth one was the kneel down at the end of the game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're going to count that as a rush. <laughs> See, stats. Oh God, I hate them. Don't hate them. They're a tool. But yeah. So you know, don't don't count on any of us we don't we, we don't adjust it's we're this is not going to happen it's not how our our and Todd Bowles is the same way he's got his he's he knows what he's going to do before he goes into the game and he's not going to change it it's just how it is get over it you know uh we had gosh so much so much stuff the media they're horrible they're absolutely horrible you know they they talked about oh zone coverages. You know, and I saw I saw a lot of fans talk about that too. And I don't know if it was because Chris Collinsworth said it on TV or oh, whatever.
1: God. No one listened to him except to make fun of him. Okay, <laughs> that's the pro football focus. He's awful. He he,
0: he is a part owner of Pro Football Focus, majority owner by the way. So take that with a grain of salt. Every time you hear him and that station talk about Pro Football Focus, the. Zone coverage we ran, the defense we ran last night is pretty much the same defense we've been running the past three games. We didn't do anything different. We didn't do anything uh, spectacular. We didn't uh, adjust. We didn't, you know, it wasn't like we were running zone or soft coverage. I mean, we ran man coverage because we do everything on that defense. We do everything. We're constantly disguising, We're, we're really good at it. So it looks one way to start off with and you know, post snap changes is that you never know what they're what the defense is gonna do, especially the front seven. You have no clue what they're gonna do. And when you know, we've ran the same stuff we've been running, the past three games. Now the the reason why I say the past three games, because what we have done is we have stopped putting our outside linebackers in coverage as much. That's really the only difference.
1: A lot that of good it made. did us.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and that was been in the past three games. And we we're still doing it, but just not as much. Before we were doing it like one out of every five passing plays. Now we're doing it one out of every ten. You know, so.
1: Greg Amon tweeted that they switched uh, Jamal Dean and Sean Mur- Murphy Bunting in the last few games. And it's not going well.
0: Switched them what? Switched. Their position?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I ain't seen it. I mean, we we do so much stuff on this defense that you can't you know you can't really say this is normal because we don't do anything consistent on this defense as far as you know the safeties come down, safeties play in the box, safeties will will come down and play flat zone coverage sometimes. Play, safeties will come down and do man coverage. Safeties sometimes will you know do cover two shells, those cover three. We do everything. We do everything. You know we switch guys. You know like we switch. JPP will be. On the the left li- outside linebacker, and then sometimes he'll be a right side right outside linebacker. Sometimes he'll be a middle linebacker. Sometimes he'll be a defensive tackle. And that goes with all the guys out there. Uh, Dombekon Sue has lined up on outside linebacker position. Dombekon Sue has gone out in coverage. Vita Vea has gone out in coverage. I mean, we just do a lot of stuff on this defense. It didn't work. It didn't work Sunday. You know, but for everybody to say we played zone coverage, we didn't play zone coverage. We played zone coverage sometimes. We played man coverage sometimes. We disguised it a lot, and, you know, it, sometimes it would look like zone coverage, and it wasn't. It was man coverage. Sometimes it looked like man coverage, and it wasn't. It was zone coverage. Sometimes it was half man coverage on one side of the field, half zone on the other. I'm telling you, we do so much stuff. Nobody, nobody on the planet can look at our defense at the snap of the ball and tell you what that defense is going to end up doing. Nobody could do it. I'm telling you this. Nobody can do it. It's impossible quarterbacks can't do it the guys in the uh, booth can't do it the only people that know what that defense is doing are the guys out there on the field sometimes they don't know it seems like but,
1: uh, occasionally the, <laughs> the only people
0: that know what the defense is supposed to be doing is the coach and the players you know other than that anybody that tells you this is what this defense is doing they they don't know you can look at i'm telling you i have looked i have watched hundreds and plays on this defense. And every time I will stop it before the ball is snapped and I'll look at it and I go, okay, here's what they're going to do. Here's what I think they're going to do here. Here's what it looks like they're going to do. And 90% of the time I'm completely wrong. They do something totally different. That's how this defense is designed. Our offense is, you know, we run that air choreo offense where, you know, receivers don't have set routes for the most part a lot of the times. I mean when I say this stuff, it you know, all teams play just about all different types of stuff, you know. I mean West Coast offenses guys, they throw deep sometimes, you know. Uh air choreo guys sometimes they throw dink and dunks. You know, it's just when you say you know, when they when you say a defense plays cover two, you know, their cover two defense, that means they play cover two about thirty percent of the time.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I mean, they play mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Our defense is very strange, very, very different than most defenses out there it's a extreme hybrid of all kinds of stuff and it's worked for us generally i mean we are six and three let's not forget that we are six and three
1: uh i think the issue is we did not look like a six and three team last night
0: no we didn't look like a six and three team against the giants and
1: i know yeah so it kind of makes the giants game make a little more sense Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. like is this a collapse I don't know. I don't. I would like to think not. Yeah. But we've seen so many of these. I'm
0: with you. I'm with you on that. You know, I'm. I'm just I a had, little
1: scared. I'm I scared. Had, <laughs> we got Carolina this week, and uh oh, I, ain't worried I about just Carolina
0: at all. Well,
1: I wasn't really worried about the Saints like this. So.
0: Yeah. Hey, it happens, man. It happens. We're you know, it's it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I think people were tweeting out that the Super Bowl team had like a blowout that year too. Yeah, forty-five zero yeah. against John Gruden. Right, they
0: stomped us. I, I I can't remember if it was the Super Bowl year or the year or before the year, Super Bowl. Year
1: before, If John Green was there. Yeah, it'd be the year before.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they forty five zero. It was a million, and we ended up going to the NFC Championship. Right. So, you know, it, I mean, we are not by far not done. Now you know, there is a possibility the team could implode. That could always happen. Uh, I don't see it happening, but. It could happen. It's always any team could do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, BA was saying that like Mike Evans, he was open a lot. Uh, I thought that Antonio (laughs) Brown had a pretty decent showing. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, I
1: was pretty satisfied with that. I thought Leonard Fournette was doing pretty well. You know, they were. Uh, dumping it off to him on the outside which he wasn't he was basically getting hit as soon as he caught the ball but he managed to make the most of those opportunities like mm. falling forward through three yards <laughs>
0: yeah and Ronald Jones the first two runs he had were great
1: so he yeah he picked up like
0: eight, nine yards
1: I know and So I thought that we did, I mean, there were drives that we had where we were able to move it down the field and there were some really good catches and plays and then it, you know, they'd end in an interception or, Mm. you know, so just a little frustrating, disheartening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it was very, very frustrating because we had high expectations. And like I was saying, nobody, nobody, not a single person Even Saints fans thought we were going to win this game. Everybody did. Everybody did. All across the board. Nationwide. All the pundits. All the talking heads. All the analysts. And like I said, Saints fans were like, yeah, y'all are going to beat the mess out of us. This was a surprise to everybody. I think it was a surprise to the Buccaneers. I think it was a surprise to the Saints. Yeah. Yeah.
1: At least make it competitive. Like I don't care if you're gonna lose. Just don't get your <clears throat> ass handed to you.
0: Right. Like we talk about all the time. This is a sport, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean a lot of us take it a little too too personally. Molly. <laughs> what? And uh she has literally been laying on the on the Whatever. couch all day.
1: You know, the kid's sick, so I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm coming down with something, I think.
0: You're coming down with a case I've you got, got the germs. Butt Sunday? Uh, so You know, it is entertainment, and we got to remember that. And we, you know, winning is nice, losing sucks, but you want to see a good game. Just last night was not a good game. The only people on the planet that thought that last night was a good game were Saints fans. That was it. Everybody else, most people turned off at the halftime. You know, it just wasn't a good game.
1: I didn't even want to watch it after halftime.
0: No, you didn't. You fell asleep.
1: Yeah, I fell asleep.
0: Yeah. Uh, So. You know, it was just crappy all the way around. It was crappy for fans. It was crappy for non fans. Crappy for football fans. You know, the announcers were just sitting there going, wow, this is just.
1: Yeah. A at one point, up. Al Michaels even said, well, we thought this was going to be a good game.
0: Mm-hmm, Yeah. yeah everybody <laughs> like, did. Everybody, yeah. You know, everybody thought, you know, maybe New Orleans would give us a, a fight, but yeah. everybody thought Buccaneers were going to win.
1: What stood out to me was the tackling on both sides of the ball for the buccaneers it was like we could not slip through a tackle to save our lives like as soon and uh, particularly with like leonard fournette like he got caught by the ankle so many times and was Mm -hmm. down and then on the other side of the ball the defense the bucks defense i felt like they were slipping through tackles Mm -hmm. every play it was like you know The the runner would be shooting through the defensive line, you know, getting to the second level almost every time. Devin White led the team in tackles. He almost doubled the person underneath of him. Let me see. He had 14 total tackles. The next highest was Jordan Whitehead with eight. So he had six more tackles than anybody else on the team. And... You know, you thought maybe the weather, like they said, it was cold and or it was windy and rainy. Yeah, it was very windy So maybe they're just slippery, but it didn't seem to affect the Saints at all. And, you know, they play in a dome. They're not used to playing in the weather. So Mm -hmm. that was frustrating. And I thought a really sloppy showing by the Buccaneers defense.
0: Oh, yeah, it was sloppy by everybody. Uh, But we did watch the game again today. And, of course, you know, what didn't seem as bad. Second time around it you know,
1: I did take note of the more like productive drives this time around, but it was still shit for the most part
0: <laughs> tell tell us how you feel I
1: mean, am I lying? what's the it's yeah it's upsetting
0: <laughs> uh we'll we'll get into the to the game a little bit more here in a second i I want to still talk about our our offense and the okay. media and the perception and all that good stuff. So, our offense, like I was saying, is, uh, you know, the air Coryell. We we have a lot of vertical routes, kind of like Cutter did. You know, Cutter, to, to be honest with you, I enjoyed Cutter's offense a little bit more. He designed routes to get players open better, uh, but, you know, uh, Arians' stuff, or, or Left Witches, whoever it is, is, you know, just really, it's kind of bland, but it's it's designed to get guys the ball, um, you know, because it it's really based on how the defense is. That's so, one of the reasons why they don't do adjustments is because their offense is set up to beat any defense out there because, they, you know, the, the the a lot of the receivers a lot of the times don't even know what their route's going to be until the ball is snapped. You know, they, they know they're supposed to go in this direction, but then they make a cut depending on how the defense is when they get there. So there's really no adjustments they can make. You know, in this offense, you know, because it's designed to adjust on the fly. Now, you talked about Mike Evans was open, Rick Stroud had tweeted out today a video from a fan who somehow got some all 22 footage. I don't know how he did that because it's not out for us plebes yet.
1: Ralph's like, tell me. I know. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I want that. I'm dying to see this mess. Uh, but it showed Mike Evans wide open going down the middle of the field and uh, Rick Stroud retweeted it, and he said, uh, TB12 needs to see this. It's a potential touchdown. Now, if you watch my videos, if you've been watching it over the years, I'm a stickler for this. I, I, I look out for it on every play with, with both our opponents and us you know, to see how often receivers get open and quarterbacks do not see them. I I really wanted to scream when I saw that and I saw Rick Stroud do that because I'm like, this happens a lot. You know, let's not act like this is the reason why we lost the game. Uh, You know, it happened. I I think I pointed it out three or four times in last week's game. You know, it, it happens quite frequently and Jameis Winston was atrocious at it. I mean, he would constantly not see wide open guys and then Tom Brady is... I wouldn't say as bad, but he, you know, he's, he's up there. So, you know, for them to act like this is a shock, you know, like, Oh my gosh, here's Mike Evans running down the field wide open. And even now on this play, when I, when I, if I was doing it on, uh, the game review, I probably, I might would have marked it down, but I probably wouldn't have because what they weren't seeing is that Tom Brady stepped back? He already knew who he was going to throw to before the ball was snapped, pretty much. And he stepped back. He never looked over there, and he was already in his throw in motion when Mike Evans got open. So, so
1: it wasn't going to happen.
0: Well, it's what once a quarterback goes into his throw in motion, the defense adjusts. They see it. Safeties start moving in directions, linebackers. So, so you can't. You, it, it totally nullifies a receiver getting open because the defense is adjusted to where the ball's getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Now, if a quarterback is known to double pump, which very few quarterbacks do anymore, you know, which drives me crazy, then you could say, okay, now they could have taken advantage of this receiver that got open because the defense shifted because they thought the ball was going over here. But that doesn't happen with Tom Brady. You know, So when he goes into his throw-in motion, that's where the ball's going to go. And the defense knows that, so they adjust. They move. There was a safety over the top of Mike Evans when he shot out, and he was looked like he was getting ready to be open. There was a linebacker right beside him. They were both looking at Tom Brady. The safety was coming over to Mike Evans. When Tom Brady started going in his throw-in motion, they both left Mike Evans and started moving towards the – where mm-hmm. the thing was going, okay. So that's why I probably would not have counted that as an open receiver because you can see Tom Brady's already going into a throwing motion and it changes the defense. Of course, there's going to be receivers open when the rest of the defense doesn't care because they know where the ball's going to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can still say, well, you know, it, it would have been a better throw and it probably would have But then again, it could have been an interception because that safety could have shot down and got him. I think I pointed out some better ones last week where guys were wide open. So, you know, for the media to be acting like this is an issue, that's why we lost this game. It's like, wait, that's because you don't watch the games. This happens all the time. You know, that's not the reason why we lost this game. And I want to say this. If he would have voted to Mike Evans, there's no guarantee Mike Evans would have caught it Because Mike Evans dropped a couple of balls. He dropped a touchdown. That touchdown with uh, mm-hmm. Lattimore. Lattimore didn't touch that ball. It hit Mike Evans' hand, ricocheted off his hand, and hit him in the face.
1: And Mike was still our leading receiver.
0: Right, yeah. Oh, and on that play with the the touchdown with Lattimore, Lattimore was holding him. Lattimore had him by the uh, mm. the jersey right in the... The opening where the the, at the neck mm-hmm. so he was pulling on his pads and you can see Mike after the thing he goes up to the refs and he was you know. Oh yeah he collar.
1: was screaming. Yeah. Playing.
0: yeah no Lattimore had him the whole time as he was jumping in the air and he was pulling. I think down. there
1: were a couple like that I saw. Oh
0: yeah there was one where you could hear the Buccaneer screaming from the sideline holding holding. Uh, it was a I want to say it was either Taysom Hill or Kamara mm-hmm. was running towards the left and Levante Dad, David had him dead to rights and the I think it was the left tackle or the uh, tight end, whoever was blocking David, just grabbed hold of him and pulled him back. And they ended up getting like a 15-yard run or something. It, It was very frustrating. Now, week one, the New Orleans Saints held like crazy. I think I counted 19 uncalled holds that the refs just totally didn't. And two of their touchdowns were completely dependent on holds. There was one touchdown where Kamara went in untouched on the left side. And there was what five penalties on that play? I counted, or four that were not called. Uh, it was is crazy, and I, that might happen on this again, where I look at the game film and I'm just like, what? The, you know, we're, they're getting held all over the place.
1: Well, the Don't first know. game we both had like a hundred penalty yards. This game,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: they had three penalties for 28 yards. Mm-hmm. We had five for 39 yards.
0: Right. And remember when Chicago, where we had all those penalties and everybody was like, we're the most penalized team and all that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I I argue against it because I like to be contrary. I, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. Penalties don't really matter. It's a, it's kind of a false stat because all penalties aren't the same. And, uh, you know, teams that are winning in the league are also high penalty teams and teams that are. You know, the best, least penalized teams in the league are down at the bottom sometimes. You know, so, you know, it just really doesn't matter. It, it's very situational. And this is the exact same thing. We had five penalties. We had more penalties than them, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We had three for 28 yards. We had five for...
1: 39.
0: 39 yards. Only one of those penalties happened in the first half for both teams. Really? Yeah. So they were huh. up 31-0, and we had one penalty.
1: Huh. Yeah. So clearly it did not have an impact I on had the had no
0: impact whatsoever in this game. We had, let me see, they had, uh, we had three penalties basically back-to-back for offsides, sides uh, which are neutral zone infraction, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, which I'm going to look into that. I'm sure they moved. Uh, Drew Brees got us a couple times last year, or last.
1: He's so good at that. Yeah. Well, all these veterans are, like Aaron Rodgers. He's really good at that, too. Yeah,
0: they're cheaters. <laughs> they are. Uh, and... Then we had the intentional grounding penalty on Brady. Man, that drives me crazy. You know, if you listen to this podcast, I can't stand intentional grounding penalties. They either need to be consistent when they call them or just get rid of the damn things. You know, the the intent of the intentional grounding penalty is so that a quarterback doesn't get, you know, where where he doesn't just throw the ball in the dirt when he's getting sacked. That's the whole intent of intentional grounding. If you watch, Drew Brees does it all the time. Drew Brees will be in the grasp of a player falling to the ground, and he'll just throw it straight in the dirt, but he'll throw it at somebody's feet. So, you know, it's cheating. It's, it's getting around. It's technically not intentional grounding because you threw it near somebody, you know, who was an eligible receiver. Mm-hmm. But it's obvious you weren't trying to get it to him. You were throwing it in the dirt. You were and, doing the exact intent of the rule,
1: and they report their lineman is eligible quite frequently, so they can always have mm-hmm. that argument.
0: Yeah, and and you know there was a couple of plays like that that Drew Brees did. It drives me crazy. He's he's the absolute worst at it. Or <laughs> best at so, it? Yeah, be- <laughs> he's best at it, but it's worse as far as because it is the intention of the rule is to keep that from happening. He's doing it. He's technically within bounds of the rule, but. You know, he's going against the whole <laughs> intention of the rule. You know? This is
1: the only time in Ralph's life he has ever cared about rules. <laughs> and then, the letter okay. of
0: the law. But then, later in the game, Tom Brady gets, you know, he's getting pressured. He's in the pocket. And he wings it down the field. It goes 30 yards downfield, 40 yards downfield, whatever. And they get him for intentional grounding. But there was a guy in the area. There was a guy, there was a Buccaneer running down the sidelines. It, I mean, the guy was 10 yards away, 15 yards away or whatever, and the ball was basically uncatchable because it went out of bounds. But that doesn't matter. There was a guy in the area. So, you know, these rules are so subjective, and it drives me nuts. But not that it mattered. We we were going to lose anyhow. So, anyhow, what I'm saying is those penalties meant absolutely nothing. All of them. Not, Not a single one of them was the reason why we lost this game. Mike Evans being open. And Drew Brady's not seeing him. It was not the reason why we lost in the game. Now, if Mike Evans would have caught that touchdown that bounced off his face, Mm. or if the refs would have called the penalty on Lattimore for pass interference, then that's a different story. Those were big, big penalties, uncalled penalties, and that was a big drop by Mike Evans. can't believe it hit him right in the face. I feel like there were a couple
1: like that, and especially Mm – from a few different receivers, not necessarily like jump bouncing off the face, but like there was Mm -hmm. the one, the diving catch with Gronk went right through his hands. Yeah.
0: He should have had that. I mean, that is, that is a staple play between Mm -hmm. him and Brady that they've run a million times. They had success on a million times and it just, and it looked like he slowed down right after Tom Brady threw the ball. I don't know if he lost the ball or whatever, but he seemed like he slowed down and then he kind of, had to hurry up and then he you know stretched out for it and it went right through his hands. Uh Chris Godwin dropped a ball for first down right in his hands. Boom. Mm-hmm. Right in his hands. Fell out. Now, I don't think they dropped a the ball all night. Not sure. Of the Saints. I don't I can't remember them dropping a the ball. They might have, but I do not remember it. They brought their A game. We brought our C game.
1: This uh, let me tell you the most striking stat I've seen from this game. The time of possession was 40 minutes and 4 seconds to 19 minutes and 56 seconds. I have never seen Mm -hmm. a game so lopsided. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. And you almost can't blame the defense because the offense couldn't stay on the field.
0: No. Three and out, three and out, three and out. We didn't get our first down until like uh, 11 minutes and 6 seconds in the second quarter. And so that we had whole first we had one, two, quarter. three, five possessions at that point. Five three and outs or turnover, whatever. It was just it was horrible.
1: I mean, in the well, the defense did allow thirty one points in the first
0: half. Yeah, no. So no.
1: you're like, eh, I don't know if you can really say the time in possession was that and, they were tired at that point.
0: Right. Well, a lot of the the reason why the defense had the offense the defense gave up 31 points is because they had horrible field position all the whole time yeah I mean the defense had to immediately from from the first time they went out on the field they had to defend a short field you know I think I think they got it on the 35
1: oh I can we think punted. of yeah one return where it went to Deontay Harris and Ryan Smith just plowed right past him like slid 10 yards past him I don't know if he was pushed or fell or whatever it was, but then Deontay Harris picked up another like fifteen yards after that. Like he was right there. That guy got away from him. Yeah. Might have been a good juke move. I don't know. Man, that guy's good, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, the secondary. You know, I've been bringing this up for the past couple of weeks. The secondary has not been playing on point like they have at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and it looked like that was kind of the same situation here. Now they, the Saints, definitely picked on our linebackers in coverage. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I counted three passes on Devon White in the first one two first two New Orleans possessions uh you know I mean they were just hitting our linebackers the whole game, but also it seemed like our secondary was was really screwing up in coverage now last week, they had like I said more breakdowns in coverage than I think I've seen all year long combined uh we not until we see the all twenty two, we're going to be able to say definitively whether they really screwed up as bad as I think they did. But I think they really messed up. I, I, they a little confused out there or something. But, um, yeah, no, nobody really had a good game. No, yeah, nobody, nobody. JPP Offensive
1: had line, a near interception. Yeah, went right through his hands. Two fingers short. I know.
0: But yeah, we we had horrible field position or they had great field position. It's like the whole game. Yeah. I mean they just kept yeah kept getting but
1: well there was that turnover on like the one yard line and then we couldn't even punch it in at that mm-hmm. point. They get the ball back. At the one or three or wherever it was. Well,
0: we we or got no. the ball. Yeah,
1: we punted it. They get it back at like the 35. So right. it was basically like a 20-yard penalty. Yes,
0: and we took off like 10 seconds off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. It was like Miserable. you can't
1: do that. And then, I mean, how many four and outs do we have? We have quite a few. Four, or five maybe? Three it's and like outs or four and outs? Four and outs.
0: Yeah, uh, three that, yeah. I can, that I can recall. It's
1: like you can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we converted a single fourth down. I know. And then the one fourth down that they converted, I don't think that he got that ball. I don't think he he went across the line.
1: Yeah, and BA challenged that, and I disagree with the challenge because there's just no, I mean, those are so ticky tacky. Yeah, it's fourth and yeah, in inches. It's a waste of a challenge, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Once, you know, unless you can say he definitely didn't, but I don't think he did. Uh, You know, it looked to me like we got good push on that. And I think it was Nacho came around and grabbed him from behind and was pulling on him. I don't think he crossed the line, but, you know, whatever. There's never
1: going to be enough to overturn those.
0: Yeah, it it had to be extremely Mm -hmm. clear and convincing evidence. Uh but you know we here we are, we're on the one yard line. It's the first time all year long that we've been in the red zone and didn't score points.
1: I know. And
0: here we are on the one Lost yard line. We've got streak. four attempts. We tried four times from the one and didn't get it. You know, it's like, wow, come how, on.
1: You know, how do you do that? I just You can't win like that, guys.
0: No. 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 I well, you know. I don't think this is something that's going to continue going forward. I honestly don't. I think this was a nominally a glitch in the system, kind of where everybody just had a bad game all at the same time.
1: Mm, you know that'll happen.
0: Yeah, it, it'll happen. And I also think this. This is something I've been I've been concerned about. There's a a thing in uh, sociology or psychology. I don't know what you want to call it. Sociology when I went to college. Where, gosh, oh, man, what's the name of it? Where if you're on a team, any type of team, uh, they they do it with like a tug of war and office settings and stuff like that. Individually, you will not work as hard as you will when you're alone because you feel like you've always got somebody there to help, you know, to take up your slack. There's a term for it, and it's driving me crazy, that I can't remember the name of this. And that's something I've worried about with this team in the past couple of weeks, you know, because they've got Tom Brady. Everybody's been talking about our defense is awesome. Our secondary is great. Our cornerbacks are listed one and two and all that good stuff. Our run game is, you know, run defense is ferocious and all that. And I think everybody's just kind of slacked off because, the, you know, the, the front seven are thinking, oh, well, you know, It's no big deal if we get a lot of pressure because our cornerbacks are good enough to take up slack. Mm -hmm. You know, the wide receivers are thinking, "Ah, it's no big deal if I drop this ball because, you know, Gronk can catch it next time or Mike Evans can, whatever. You know, it's just nobody has that sense of urgency. I felt like it slipped about three weeks ago where it seems like everybody's kind of going, well, you know, it's no big deal if I screw up. You know, the rest of the team's still good, you know. So that might that might be an issue. Where they're reading their own press clippings and they're thinking, hey, you know, I don't have to work as hard because the rest of the team could you know pull up my slack.
1: Yeah, and BA's been talking about that basically since training camp when and oh. he said they've been reading their own headlines. Yeah. They already okay. won the Super Bowl. <laughs> maybe
0: that's where I got it. Maybe. From. I'm just I'm just paraphrasing. But I hope Bruce.
1: not. Yeah, you know, maybe it was like the Green Bay game. Maybe that's where it started.
0: Yeah, it might be. You know, they kind of got big-headed, and they think yeah. that you know they're gonna be able to beat anybody that comes in the house without trying.
1: I hope it'll be a wake-up call.
0: Oh, I think it like, will. Be.
1: Let's get it together, guys. One
0: hundred percent. I mean, you 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 really expected to see Tom Brady on the sideline kicking puppies, but he just seemed so. He was just. Stone faced. I know. And resolved. And yeah. after the game, this press conference, you know, he didn't really show a lot of emotion. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'd hate to be the Panthers next week because <laughs> I think this team is going to go, hey, that's not us. You know, we got embarrassed. I hope we so. We are a good team. We're the, one of the best teams in the league. We're playoff bound, no doubt about it. And we go out there and lay an egg like that. That's not going to happen again.
1: I do want to mention the press conference. It was so. Uh, player speak like he said everything he had to say to the oh, media yeah. Yeah. you know the questions th- some of the questions he did not answer the uh. question that they asked <laughs> he just said a generic yeah. well you know we just have to execute better yeah. but i for some reason even though you know it's just bullshit player speak i do find it very comforting i'm like oh yeah see they they know <laughs> they gotta execute better i mean they're gonna fix that by next week <laughs> it's gonna be okay guys <laughs>
0: That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's what's kind of scary with me is that, you know, he was answering the questions and he was almost, I wouldn't say like a robot, but I, yeah. he wasn't emotional. And I'm thinking, you know, he's really having to hold back his emotions here.
1: Maybe. I think after 20 years of practice, you just, it's second nature. I don't know that he's ever walked into a press conference and told the truth. Like, what was really on his mind. I highly doubt that.
0: Yeah, true enough. He's definitely never walked into a press conference where he's gotten whooped like this before. I think they said some stats there, and they were, you know, he's never had a game this bad, where he got beat this bad or something. I I don't
1: don't know. know. I mean, he lost to the Dolphins a few times.
0: Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, the
1: Jets, (laughs) probably. Like, he's fine.
0: Yeah, you know, his record against those his division opponents wasn't as great as I thought it was gonna be. It's I looked not, it up a couple years ago.
1: Yeah. It's it's division games are just a whole different beast.
0: This is true. We gotta remember that. Division games are a different beast. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you destroy them, sometimes they destroy you. It's just you never know. You never know. Hmm. So Are uh, do we have any news?
1: No, I'm boycotting Buccaneers news.
0: I haven't even, haven't really, yeah, I haven't really followed anything today. I've been kind of busy, but uh, I I have seen a complete mental breakdown by fans, and you know, I hate to see that. I'm the same way, and like I said, Molly's been kind of very, very depressed all day. We were very depressed last night. You know, it does affect you. We we put a lot into this stuff, but at the same time, man, don't turn on the team. You know, this is this is our team for better or for worse. We married these. <laughs> it's like a vow we took when you become a Buccaneers fan.
1: I want a divorce. <laughs> I see a lot of people. You keep the kids. <laughs> it's a.
0: <laughs> it's a weird. You know, I was reading the forums and stuff, and it's almost like the the people that hate jason light or hate bruce arians or hate byron leftwich or whatever it's like they wait for games like this and then they just come out in mass you know it's like people mm-hmm. are posting i'm like who is this person i've never even seen this person before and they're just like ah byron leftwich sucks he needs to be fired and bruce arians is a horrible quarterback he's never won any- or coach he's never won anything in his career or anything i'm like we're 6 and 3 dude
1: yeah they When just was the last time we were that. 6 and 3 i know that's you true know?
0: And it's not sure. like we're beating scrub teams. We beat the Green Bay Packers. We beat the, the Raiders at their house, you know. So you know we're not a bad team. We had a bad game.
1: Yeah, we will we we'll have,
0: have bad games coming up.
1: Exactly. Uh, I am worried about the Rams yeah. game in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this Carolina game plays out. Again, I'm not completely convinced it's the bright light. And we play the Rams on prime time, so it's just a little concerning to me. But I am looking yeah. forward to Carolina. I'd like to get this icky taste out of my mouth and see see us beat up on the kittens again.
0: Yeah, I, I think we will. I, I, you know, I've been watching the, the Panthers, and they're, you know, again, you know, they're they're just meh.
1: Didn't they lose lose yesterday? Did they play?
0: Yes. They the played Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah, they were, they were beating the Chiefs. The well, that's program. what the Chiefs
1: do. They let you get up on them, and then they come back and whoop you.
0: The Chiefs does not look like the Chiefs we have expected to see this year. No, been I, of, I don't
1: know how you can say that. They did the same thing in the Super Bowl. They let the 49ers get up on them, and then they did the same thing to the Texans in the playoffs. Yeah. That's their MO. They let you get up, and then they come back.
0: They give you hope.
1: They give you hope. Dash you Mm -hmm.
0: up against the rocks.
1: That would be more fulfilling, I think, to (laughs) win like that. (laughs) Hey,
0: that's what we're doing. We're we're getting everybody to think we suck, and then we're just gonna yeah come out and beat everybody up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Panthers.
1: Yay! Mm. I'm looking for Antonio Brown to have a breakout game.
0: I'm surprised he played as well as he did. He did play well.
1: Yeah. He's I didn't expect really
0: well. him to do hardly anything. I really thought he was going to do, do some kick returns, but you know, whatever. They wanted him to be a pass catcher. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen people say this, and, you know, it's all speculation. Of course, we're not inside the locker rooms. We don't know this, and the people that are in the locker rooms they ain't going to tell us. But, you know, people were like, you know, ever since uh, AB was announced we were coming, this team seems like they've there's a revolt going on, you know, to They're upset that A.B.'s coming. I don't think so, but... I mean, you you just never know.
1: It's kind of reading tea leaves there. You don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, you don't know.
1: Nothing to base that on.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, the the, the locker room might be 100 times better now because of him. We don't know. We don't know. It's all speculation. But don't be too despondent, guys. It's, uh... It hurt. It really did. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie, oh, that was painful. We're gonna na- name the title of this podcast "Ouch." Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: boo, boo. Mm-hmm. You got boo boos, but it's one game. We're six and three. It would have been most, so much better if we could have beat them and you know had this division that you know now we can't even. We have to beat them in the division to uh, get a wild card spot. You know. I mean, before, we could tie with them. And, you know, if we would have won this game, and uh, we could uh, probably win the division that way. But now we've got we to gotta beat them. But even if we just make it into the playoff with a wild card spot, I'll be thrilled to death. God, it's been so long since we've been in a playoff game. Molly, Molly has never seen the Buccaneers go to the playoff game. Mm-hmm. She's never experienced a playoff game with the Buccaneers. Totally different beast. Talk about nervous. <laughs> It is nerve-wracking. It's great, though. It's great. I'm excited to see it. We're gone. No mm. question about that. We're 6-3. We're 6-3. We only got to win four, maybe five games.
1: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. And we get to play Atlanta twice, so there's the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, we...
1: Who did they lose to? Didn't they lose? Or they won? No, they won. Detroit? The... Was it Detroit?
0: Oh, I think. Gosh, it was. who was it? Gosh, I can't remember. We watched the whole game too. I know. Was it Chicago yeah.
1: Chargers. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> I don't know. Eh, I whatever. Don't know. They, they won. won,
1: but they're still like three and six. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I've got all the faith in the world in this team of ours. Uh, oh, you they know.
1: play Denver. That's who Denver. they
0: play. Denver. That's right.
1: Yeah, and beat them pretty convincingly. Did they? 20, God, you know, 30 we've, something got, 20 something. we've got... 30-something and 20-something. We've
0: got the Banthers. The Banthers. The Banthers. Panthers. The Panthers on the 15th. The Rams on the 23rd. The Chiefs on the 29th. Oof. And then we don't have a game until the 13th of December.
1: That is a rough stretch. And frankly, depending on how weeks. that goes, we weeks. might need the break.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, especially after that Rams game. So we... Wow. Yeah, we're going to have two weeks. We play on the 29th. And it's our bye week on the 6th. Mm-hmm. And then Vikings at Bucks on the 13th. So, yeah, we, the next – the Panthers game, like I said, not too worried about it. Uh, the Rams-Chiefs games, I think those are our big games. Then after that, we cruise the rest of the season in the playoffs. I'm not worried about it. Not worried about it at all. One hundred percent, I'm not. You look at the stuff that happened in that game. It doesn't happen normally. It was just, you know, just a uh, things just didn't go our way. What can you say?
1: We dropped. Fire everyone. (laughs) I
0: don't know. (laughs) People talking about Jason, like, you know, I'm like, come on, look at this team we've got. Look at this team. You know this team is built great. Somebody was like Jason likes winning loss record is twenty seven to forty four. Some crap. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well he had Lovey Smith. What do you want him to do?
0: Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean geez. that's
1: not on him.
0: Yeah, he didn't get to pick Lovey Smith, and Lovey Smith had uh, final say over the roster too. So mm-hmm. that was Lovey Smith. First couple of years of likes tenureship, it was Lovey Smith's tenureship. It wasn't like he was in he was in training.
1: <laughs> but he still gets credit for like Mike Evans.
0: Sure. We'll do that. Yeah. He gets credit for all the good stuff. Yeah. You know, So you know, yeah. Yeah. Trash the team, make drastic changes. None of that is going to help. This is just a glitch in the matrix. I am confident 100% that this team is going to be top tip, top shape come the 15th when we play the Panthers.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's do this.
0: you ready. You are so, she has been so (laughs) depressed all day. (laughs) You can hear it in her voice. She's just like.
1: I was up late. I'm just tired.
0: You went to bed at halftime. (laughs) The third quarter. Like a
1: nap on the couch is not the same thing. You
0: fell asleep on the couch in the third quarter.
1: I was resting my eyes. I wasn't asleep.
0: It is. I am very excited about watching this all twenty two. I'm very excited about it.
1: You're such a masochist. Like you love watching the games that we lose, so you can figure the games that we win. You're like, oh, there's nothing really there.
0: Yeah, well, you know, seeing that, I like to see how we get beat. It's kind of like, you know, what? uh, That's how. That's how you get better. You get better through failing. You can't. You can't learn anything through winning. All you learn how to do is not be a poor winner or whatever they call them.
1: No, you don't eat the W's on camera, <laughs> right?
0: You don't do that, you know.
1: Make things that are gif-worthy.
0: Failure, failure is where you learn, man. And you know, I, I want to get this game tape. Look at it. Bruce Arians said some interesting things that I want to look into. Uh, you know, so I don't think that uh, we got anything to worry about. I, I really do think that the the secondary is something that's kind of broke there. Those guys—it's Jamal Dean and Sean Murphy Bonte.
1: But they need to put them back. However, they had them before.
0: I don't—I don't don't know what's going on with those two. Uh, Dean has looked confused. Well, I mean, quite a few plays. You
1: didn't say. I mean, you said you haven't seen this, but I mean, if it's true that they switched their spots or whatever, I mean, if they're learning new jobs completely, that's going to take a while.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, like I said, we do this on this defense. We just, you know, everybody plays everybody's position yeah. at one point. So, I don't know. I'll look for that on the game tape too. I, I didn't really recall seeing it that much in the Giants game. I, mean, mm. I don't know. It it's it's one of the things. It's one of the issues I have with watching game film. A lot of people, the way they do it, it is understandable. You know, is they they go to the the big plays. You know, that's how they watch game film. They'll just look, break out the big plays, analyze the big plays and go, well, there you go. That's what it, but you know, there's 60, 70 plays on both sides of the ball during a game. Stuff's happening all the time. You know, you have to get a big picture. You know, why was it that way when that big play happened? You know, what was going on? You know, was this person, you know, was the, the safety have to move over because, you know, Dean was messing up a lot, and that left a gap open on that side of the field, or safety wasn't covered, whatever. You know, it's all kind of stuff that's going on. So, to, you know, just break out one, two, three plays and go. Well, this is the reason why the Bucks lost or won. Kind of disingenuous to me. It's kind of like stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? you can't can't judge a game just by stats. Can't judge a game just by three plays. So, I mean, I'm very interested to look and to see what. The general theme of this overall was I. I think personally, I think it's the run game. Our, our uh, Vita Vea not being there has really caused uh, an issue in the middle of our defensive line that our linebackers are, have to be more concerned with, and I think our secondary is uh, our cornerbacks, Jamal Dean and Bunting in particular. Are just not playing up to par. They're 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 messing up too much. If I if I were to have to say, that's that the past couple of games, that's what the issue I've seen with our mm-hmm. defense, and I think it's just going to be exacerbated in this. Uh, you know, Sean Payton is a good coach. I mean, I don't like the guy at all. I think he's a horrible human being. He's probably got a lot of skeletons in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> He probably needs to be deported somewhere, but he's a good he's a good football coach. Got a good good football mind, and he probably saw some of the stuff I was seeing, and you know whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know, but you know, and just took advantage of it. You know, our linebackers are great linebackers, no doubt about that. But they do have a weakness, and it's coverage. It's not a huge weakness, you know. It's not like they're going to get beat all the time, but if you want to have a high percentage catch on anybody on our defense, you're going to want it to be Devin White. You know, because, you know, put Michael Thomas up against Devin White, you're going to get a catch. So, you know, I think they uh, <clears throat> they tried to do that. They just tried to beat up on our linebackers a little bit in coverage and then take advantage of the confusion on uh, Jamal Dean and Bunting's roles. Don't know. We'll see. We shall see. And then they got lucky that, our offense couldn't mesh. It's gonna be interesting to watch that offensive line. Uh we knew that Haig and Diamond Smith, you know, they haven't played together or at all this mm-hmm. season. They haven't played in that set before at all. You know, where Ali Marpet is gone and Haig fills the spots of Diamond Smith. Uh D- Allie Marpet really helps Donovan a lot. He keeps an eye on Donovan. He's the the thin mother there. He tries to keep an eye on Donovan and give him help when he needs him. You know, Haig's out there just trying to to hold his own. He's not worried about Donovan. Yeah. You know, Donovan was kind of left on an island there. And I want to look and see if that was the case. I saw a couple times where Donovan got beat, but uh, I saw a couple times where Haig got beat. And it seemed like it was mainly because those two weren't working together well. So it'll be interesting to see on tape.
1: Yeah. Allie is still in the concussion protocol yeah. as of today.
0: Yeah. If he doesn't get out of it, what, in three days, then he won't be playing on Sunday? Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember all these complex rules. I know. So. Those uh, Brady interceptions, from what I could tell, they weren't really his fault in the sense that, you know, they were just... Bad passes or whatever. You know, he threw one on a fourth down. He was basically just lobbed it up. Uh, you know, another one, it looked like there was a route confusion between him and the receiver. And then the other one was pure friggin' luck. How often have you ever seen a defensive lineman bat the ball <laughs> to another defensive lineman who bats the ball to another defensive lineman who makes the interception? Yeah. I've never seen that before.
1: I know. They don't have the best hands on the team.
0: No. So, you know, you could say uh, the Saints beat us, which they did. They, they beat us. But you can also say they got lucky a lot, too. When does that happen? You, you intercept. No. A defensive lineman intercepts Tom Brady. How often does that happen? I mean, somebody look so that it's up in the the only
1: staff. interception of his career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you that was the only <laughs> interception. Who was it? Was it Cameron Jordan that got the interception? No, I can't remember.
1: I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's the only interception he'll ever get.
1: He kept that ball for sure.
0: Oh, you know it. I understand Tom Brady. Yeah, his grandkids 100 years from now will be talking (laughs) about that. It'll be passed down from generation to generation. Heck yeah. Yeah, you know. Everybody will be like, Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback to ever live. You know, they'll be Mm -hmm. showing videos of him 50 years from now and all that. All the kids will be sitting around going, yeah, well, my my granddad intercepted him. It wasn't that great? My granddad was better than he was. <laughs> so. they did, they got lucky.
1: <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> All
0: right. You, you are ready to wrap this up. I can tell. Miss energy over there.
1: ready to get back to my morning.
0: Your morning? Morning. Oh, morning with a U. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't like these games don't like this feeling but a bugger and, and like Bruce Arian said he said that this is worse on the fans because with the coaches and the players you know by Wednesday they've moved on to the next game they've got to study and get ready for the next game so you know it's only two days of depression for them but fans have to live to it for a whole week I, li- I really like that he said that I was like yeah cool I like it when coaches talk about fans
1: they acknowledge me yeah
0: yeah, me in particular. <laughs> he was talking about me there. Uh, and it is, man. It's going to be a rough week. Rough week. But hey, you know, don't be be proud. We're six of three. We're six of three, and it's not like we've been rolling over the the worst teams in the league, you know, and we've got a good team. This was just a glitch. Saints have had bad games, you know. People, hell, people ruled the Saints out. They were like, the Buccaneers are going to beat the mess out of them. So, you yeah. know. Saints had a good game, we didn't. We got the Panthers coming up. We'll take it out on them. Sound Let's good? do
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: All righty, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us. Stay, wear your gear proud. If you got the stomach for it this week, uh, go out there and tell you. anybody that challenges you to say, "Make a bet with them.
1: A punch with them, them. them in the face."
0: Yeah, punch them in the face. <laughs> Send a picture to Molly. She likes watching stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Try and get it on video. But you don't make a bet with them. Say, hey, who's your team? I bet you we have a better record by the end of the year. You bet you could do that with any team in the league.
1: Are you paying these bets? No. <laughs>
0: no. I will pay you in internet points. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, stay stay frosty and uh, you know, keep your head up. We're going to do this. We're going to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. A lot of you fans have never even seen the Buccaneers in the playoffs. We're going to do it this year. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But until then. Go Bucks! Really? That's how you get
1: this? <laughs>
0: That's how I just gave that Not rousing speech. It yet. Anyway.
1: Go Bucks!
0: Yeah, much better. <laughs>